What is good, everybody? Welcome to the Niners Nation crossover podcast. I am Rob Stats Guerrera. It is conference championship week. I cannot believe we are still here. We are going to talk to Kenny Arthur of Turf Show Times, our Los Angeles Rams community here at SB Nation. But before we do, I want to remind everybody, please rate, review, and follow the Niners Nation podcast network. We had our biggest month ever in December. We have crushed that already in January. That is due to your support. And please, if you have gotten any value from our shows, please take 30 seconds, leave us a rating and a review. It really does make a big difference. Okay. I am very pleased and privileged to bring on Kenny Arthur, like I said, from Turf Show Times. Kenny, we're usually pretty friendly, but this week you are public enemy number one. Well, I uh, appreciate that being uh, your number one enemy, uh, as long as it's for uh, the Super Bowl. You know, these are very special moments uh, that I think anybody listening on any side can attest to, uh, unless, you know, maybe the Chiefs fans are getting a little comfortable with going to the conference <laughs> championship. But this is a very special moment. So I'm glad it's uh, I'm glad it's in-house kind of. This will be the third time in four years that an NFC West team represents the NFC in the Super Bowl. That is no accident. I'll just say that. All right. What was your first reaction, Kenny, when you found out that the NFC championship was going to be Niners Rams? My first reaction was how incredible that the Rams are hosting an NFC championship game because that loss to the 49ers seemed to eradicate most potential uh, for the Rams to host the I the NFC championship, you know, or any playoff game besides the first one. And it took the 49ers knocking off the Packers to do that. It took the Rams knocking off the Buccaneers to do that. It took the 49ers knocking off the Cowboys to do that. So, you know, I know there's a lot being made about who will be in the stands, but I just think that it is so much better to be going uh, home to SoFi stadium than it is to be going to green Bay where the Rams got knocked out. And I know that, uh, the 49ers took advantage of going to Green Bay and, and did what they needed to do to win. But that is not something that I think is common or is going to be expected all the time as often as, say, winning at home against a you know a familiar team, albeit one that is having a lot of success against the Rams recently. I, I do think that this is a very even matchup in a lot of respects. So um, I think that this is good news to be facing the 49ers. Okay, that's an interesting take because obviously the whole everyone's talking about the six times in a row and all of that stuff. I'm going to be honest with you. I was way more nervous going into the Packers game. I feel pretty comfortable against the Rams. Tell me what's going to be different this time around. I don't know if it's necessarily going to be different. I, I think that the 49ers have sh undoubtedly uh, handed the Rams their asses a couple times in the last few years and the Rams uh, have no answers for that. You know, it's just, they, they, I'm sure they take it personally. I'm sure they don't like losing by more than by any amount, but certainly not 31 to 10, but I, I can't get over the fact that, you know, this was a, a team that had a 20 to three lead in week 18. There were things going pretty well for the Rams against the 49ers and you got to give credit where credit's due to uh, Kyle Shanahan and, and coming out in the second half and um, immediately tying the game and all that kind of stuff. But I really feel that the Rams are the hottest team in the NFL. I know that the 49ers 
fans have to be feeling that way as well after going on the road in the playoffs, going to SoFi Stadium, getting into the playoffs by beating uh, the Rams in overtime. Like I'm sure that there couldn't be anything more exciting right now than uh, watching the 49ers go on a wild card run uh, that could end in the likes of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or the New York Giants or one of these other Super Bowl wild card teams. But ultimately, I still stick to what I know best. And what I know best is uh, on a neutral field, I think the Rams are more talented. Whether or not they're perfectly suited to beat the 49ers um, is up for certainly debate. But I think Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff, comparing those two players uh, with Goff uh, losing the four of those six games and Matthew Stafford only uh, taking part in the last two and Von Miller not taking part in 31 to 10 and Odell Beckham Jr. not taking part in 31 to 10 and Cam Akers not taking part in 31 to 10. This is a much different team. And I do think that the Rams, if they lose, I think that it will be an upset. I'll just say that. Here's my pushback on that. I've beaten you with Jimmy Garoppolo. The Niners have beaten you with Nick Mullins. We've beaten Jared Goff. We've beaten Matthew Stafford. We've beaten not one, not two, but three different defensive coordinators. At some point, you know, what do they say? Once is an accident, two's a coincidence, three is a pattern. Like, what is it when you get to six? (laughs) That's what I want to know. I think that uh, Sean McVay might say, uh, I've beaten you with Jared Goff. Uh, I've beaten you with Jared Goff. I've beaten you with Jared Goff. You know, up until um, 2019, the first couple years here of McVay versus Shanahan were Team McVay. So, you know, what happened recently is uh, very nice, I guess, but it's still history. It's the past. It's, uh, it's not what's necessarily going to happen on uh, Sunday, which the Tampa Bay Buccaneers bringing them back into it again. This is a team that went 0-4 versus uh, the Saints in the last two years with Tom Brady at the helm, but uh, didn't have an issue as much with the Saints in the playoffs last year. So I don't necessarily think that uh, the last six games will be the only factor here for the Rams. It doesn't mean that, uh, you know, like I, I said something, I said to someone earlier today, Uh, If you had all 31 teams, you would have to say that the 49ers were um, the most uh, terrifying maybe matchup uh, for the Rams in this particular game. But I do think that the Rams are the best team in the NFL. I do think they're the most talented team in the NFL, uh, at least uh, among the remaining teams. Uh, The Chiefs might have an argument there, of course. And the 49ers uh, would like to make a case too. But when you start saying stuff like Jimmy Garoppolo and Nick Mullins, I feel like you're flirting with me because you're telling me that your quarterback is Jimmy Garoppolo. So I don't really uh, take that as like a sign of like, yeah, you, you, you won with Jimmy Garoppolo, but dang, wouldn't you rather have Trey Lance in two, three years, whatever that's going to be. So it's good to, I think, catch the 49ers maybe now as opposed to when they could be even better in a couple years i would like trey lance now but we're past (laughs) that point now like we are it's not about lance's development anymore now it's just survive in advance you know i thought it was really hilarious frankly that this week somebody asked sean mcveigh is kyle shanahan in your head now of course he says no he has to say no but you can't tell me that in the back of his mind there is not a little bit of Oh, no, here we go again with this guy, because it seemed to me in that week 18 matchup, Kenny, and you tell me if I'm wrong, it 
clearly meant something to McVay. He's in the end zone when they score 17 to nothing, celebrating, which I've never seen before. The Niners start to come back. He's huddling everybody up on the sidelines, trying to talk to them. He's not going to admit it, and I don't blame him for not admitting it, but Kyle's got to be in his head a little, right? I think that that is a good question. I think that it uh, does make sense to believe that facing the 49ers brings back some uh, negative feelings for Sean McVay, for Aaron Donald, for any of these guys who have not uh, beaten the 49ers as often as they'd like to, which is every time, you know, but ultimately uh, I could just flip that question on you and say, isn't, uh, you know, isn't Aaron Donald going to get into the head of whoever's playing offensive line? Isn't, uh, isn't someone, isn't Jimmy Garoppolo going to, maybe be thinking about uh, that terrible interception he threw against the Packers just before the half that uh, took points off the board. Isn't there always going to be factors in the heads of everybody out there? I think that what's really nice rewatching the end of the Bucks game uh, on Sunday, you know, that was a game that the Rams just like two weeks earlier blew a giant lead. They were up 24 points and it was 27, 27. And you know what? I think that, if it wasn't for the 49ers coming back and beating the Rams in week 18, maybe the Rams wouldn't have won that game, but they had a recent taste of blowing a lead, feeling the pressure of, are we going to lose this game that we just thought was in the bag? And they pulled it out. And I think Sean McVay, you could see the sideline just before when the game was tied, he was clapping his hands. He was going up to his team and he was going, we're going to win this game. We're going to win this game. Matthew Stafford, we're going to win this game. Cooper Cup, we're going to win this game. And you know what? They won the game. And I think that that is advantageous. So losing the last six games to the 49ers, being in Sean McVay's head, maybe it's not that bad of a thing. Maybe it's not the worst thing in the world to go into this game with so many uh, questions about whether or not you do have home field advantage, whether or not you do have, whether or not you are, you know, whether or not your talent advantage over the 49ers will even matter if it's uh, a rival that has gotten the better of you the last six times. I think hopefully the Rams are using that experience to their advantage and that could come into play. I don't think people are giving Matthew Stafford enough credit for for what he did. I thought the Rams look absolutely shook last week. I was like, they're folding. Like, I, this is it. This is happening. And Stafford gets back there. And that throw to Cup, like, it's not like Cup had to dive for it and make this tremendous catch. The throw is on the money in that spot when the Rams look like they were in quicksand. Like, that is why they traded for Matthew Stafford, because Jared Goff ain't making that play. And I think that, you know, for Matthew Stafford, he deserves a little bit of credit here for all the people saying he's never been in, you know, winning in the playoffs and we don't know if he can do it in a big spot. He can look around and say, the second I got a competent team and a competent coach around me, I'm playing for the Super Bowl in the NFC Championship game. I think he doesn't get enough credit for what he's done this year. Yeah, I think that it's interesting to examine Matthew Stafford's first season with the Rams for a number of reasons. One of the most telling to me, just being the fact that when people talk about the Rams and when they talk about MVP candidates, they talk about Cooper Cup. And I totally understand that when a wide receiver, you know, wins the triple crown, which is a phrase that we had to uh 
integrate into football this year when nobody really has ever said that or cared that about that and, and no really tracked that. But ultimately you go like, okay, great. Yeah. Cooper Cup is a great player. There's no doubt about it, but there isn't a quarterback I know of who doesn't work with a great wide receiver. Aaron Rodgers has Devonte Adams. Russell Wilson has plenty of talent around him. Um, uh, obviously Patrick Mahomes has two of the best weapons in the NFL. Tom Brady has three of the best weapons in the NFL. So all of those quarterbacks, including Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins, you know, say, Oh, MVP, 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 quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. People don't want to give that credit to Matthew Stafford and they won't want to realize that, Hey, isn't it interesting that, uh, Calvin Johnson, you know, he had such great numbers from Matthew Stafford. And we always said like Matthew uh, Stafford is being carried by Calvin Johnson. Isn't it interesting that Colden Tate had only his best numbers with Matthew Stafford. Isn't it interesting that Kenny Galladay only had his best numbers with Matthew Stafford. Isn't it interesting that Cooper cup has relived his dominant college statistics from Eastern Washington only after Matthew Stafford came onto the Rams. I think Matthew Stafford is absolutely an MVP candidate. I think he is absolutely the difference between you know, the last four years, of course, and, and right now, and when the Rams traded for Matthew Stafford, the only reason that I said, this is the move of the year, it will not be topped. And it could get the Rams a Super Bowl championship is because Jared Goff has no business playing quarterback <laughs> for a championship team. And that's just the fact Matthew Stafford does. And that's why it's going to be uh, really interesting to see if he wins. Of course, this game, that'll do a lot for, uh, him not just winning the NFC, but doing it against the 49ers. And uh, we're witnessing potentially, you know, that uh, John Elway moment if he can just win these next two games where he's getting uh, a, a lot of humps off of his back by proving that he can do what people said he couldn't. Last question for me. And look, we've disagreed a little bit here, which is totally fine. But I think we both can agree. Whoever, whichever of these teams makes the Super Bowl, we want to be playing the Bengals, right? Like nobody wants any part of the Chiefs. Is that, I mean, that's how I feel as a 49ers fan, especially looking at the, you know, Garoppolo Mahomes matchup. I don't need to see that movie again. I would imagine yeah. even with Matthew Stafford, you would rather play Joe Burrow in Cincinnati, right? I think that if the Bengals beat the Chiefs, I, I, I it's really going to be wild to, um, Consider whether or not the Bengals could then beat any. I mean, they could beat anybody. You know, if they can go out there and beat the Chiefs after doing what they've done to get to this point, um, I think that that gives Cincinnati enough credit to think like, yeah, they could beat either one of these NFC West teams, especially, you know, these are brutal games between the Rams and 49ers. The 49ers, what they did to come out of that Green Bay team uh, game healthy, I don't know how it happened that the, that they didn't lose three or four starters for this game, but here we are, and they're, they're, it's just such a brutal matchup. I'll be rooting for the Bengals no matter what happens just because they're the Bengals, and as you said, we're done with the Chiefs. We had the Chiefs moments. We're, we're ready to see what happens if Jamar Chase uh, and Joe Burrow lead the Bengals to a Super Bowl. We want to see that, but... I'll give uh, I'll 100% agree with you that a win is mo, mo, very more likely to come against the Bengals than the 49ers. But wow, if Cincinnati can pull off uh, this win against the Kansas City Chiefs after what they did last weekend, um, very cool to see that happen. And uh, and I think you can also agree uh, we've already seen a Bengals 49ers Super Bowl, so we don't need to see another.
Well, I don't know if I would agree with that. Those worked out pretty well for our side, I have to admit. Kenny Arthur from Turf Show Times, thank you very much, and thank you for listening. We want to remind you, after the game, we will be live on the Niners Nation Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages for the Instant Reaction Show. Please, please, please join us. We thank the tens of thousands of you that have already done it this year. One more, hopefully two more, but no matter what, win, lose, or draw, we will be there. Kenny, thank you very much for the time. Thank you, Rob. 